what's up everybody this is Judith I hope you're listening to mad love welcome uh as you can see my my voice isn't as deep as yesterday <laughs> um I literally get sinusitis every winter uh but it's weird because I'm surrounded by co-workers who uh apparently are just full of COVID so um you know, it's weird because people are looking at me like, I know you're not coming in here with COVID. And I'm like, no, I. this happens to me every year. I don't feel differently. I don't, you know, this is just something that's making me think I need to find a place to be in the winter months. Um, once and after that, I'll get to leave altogether. But in the meantime, I am a St. Louisan and uh, I don't know. There's something that happens with that first Arctic blast that just messes my nasal passages completely up so this is the best i've felt probably since the beginning of january and uh you know i was so looking forward to the new year which i can't say it's going bad it's been going good but um i didn't feel my best through a lot of it because there's just so much mucus it's just ridiculous anyway and i don't even eat dairy right uh so anyway can we have a conversation about Jason Bateman and how great he is? Now, I just read something that I didn't know. I I never watched Little House on the Prairie, so I didn't realize he was on that show. But man, this dude, I remember watching him when he was on Valerie and then it became the Hogan family. And he was sort of like a teen heartthrob then, you know. Um, and I think we're close to the same age. So uh, yeah, I remember watching him when I was in either grade school or high school and now he's still like he has somehow managed to be in everything good you know what I mean I love his movies he's done comedies he's done dramas you know he just he's great I I, one of my favorite movies is Game Night I really love that um I love Ozark even though it's not filmed in Missouri uh it just he's so talented and we just, I just don't think he gets enough praise. And he's aged well. He's very attractive and handsome. You know, because a lot of dudes our age, you know, they don't age well. They don't look good. But he looks great. And his career is, is hotter now than it was when he was a kid, I think. Kudos to Jason Bateman. And I uh, haven't had time, but I'm going to finish uh, Ozark. I think this is the last season. So, uh, and kudos to him. It was a great show. He produced it. He's very thoughtful, and you could tell. You can tell. I would really love to work with him one day soon. Um, I'm still feeling bad for Josh Allen. I, you know, it. like I said, it was just like watching one of those great boxing matches of the, of the past, and you knew somebody had to lose, and it just was going to suck for them. And, uh, I didn't realize until I was watching yesterday's coverage that Patrick Mahomes ran the length of the field to find Josh Allen and give him a hug and a, you know, like a good game, you know, and I love that. He is a class act because any competitor knows that someone who put that much out on the field, it's just got to suck to lose. It just has to suck. And, you know, I know a lot of people think you have to hate your opponent to want to beat them. But Michael Jordan was friends with a lot of people that he stomped to dust. (laughs) I think you, uh, 
you know, that doesn't have to be, you don't have to hate people to be motivated to want to win. They're just two ultra competitors. And I think that was the first of many of uh, their battles that we're going to see for years to come. And it's going to be huge for Josh Allen to get by the Chiefs. It's going to be huge. It's going to be the equivalent of Jordan getting by the Pistons, you know. And to be the best, you got to beat the best. And right now, the Chiefs are the best. I mean, they remind me so much of the 99 Rams. Uh, it's incredible, those those things that they can do to get down the field. Now, listen, Pat Mahomes is about a million times more athletic than Kurt Warner ever was. But Kurt Warner... Um, was the kind of quarterback, you know, I remember when when we were good, <clears throat> that's those couple of three seasons, and you would be like, oh, is it third and third and 14? Oh, no problem. We'll get the first down. It, was, it would just be insane. And that this group of Chiefs kind of put me in the f- mind frame of what the 99 Rams could do. And then, of course, we got bloodlet. They just would not get any more talent. They would never draft anybody good. They didn't sign big free agents. And, you know, we never got our Super Bowl either. And they were never going to put SoFi Stadium in a place like St. Louis. You know what I mean? Like, it was just such a scam. And I'm going to stay bitter about that. I'm sorry. You know, I'm trying not to take it out on the players. But, you know, no good is going to come to them until, until they do right by us. And I guess the eight hundred million is supposed to be that, but I don't think it is. I mean, they need to make it right for real. Money doesn't fix this. They they extorted us for years and put inferior product on the field, and we supported it. And then when it was like, oh, we're gonna go back to L.A., and it's like, okay, I was in L.A. when the team left. Nobody cared. There were news stories about, hey, the Rams left. Really? They didn't even know. And if he neglects the team and treats them like crap there, which is his, you know, which is the way he is, and I may be able to like them again once Kroenke is gone, but that dude is evil and sinister. He just lied completely on the city. He manipulated the city, and that's why he paid up all that money, because they didn't want anybody to find out the truth, which was we never stood a chance. They were always going to take the team. As soon as he took over, he was going to take the team for the cash grab, because I don't even think he cares about football. And that that really bothers me. I don't want to prosper him in any way. I don't like watching. I watch more of the Rams in L.A. Uh, over the weekend than I've seen since they left here. I refuse to watch their games, and I think it sucks. I think the business of the NFL will be the thing that makes me finally, like, break up with it. But the skill set in the game is so good, you know, and it sucks because cities like St. Louis get screwed over. And maybe there's some bad karma there. I don't know. But Green Bay will never lose their team. Pittsburgh will never lose their team. You know, I think there was some Baltimore-Cleveland drama. Um, But nobody, none of these other little tiny markets that have nothing to offer but the team, they're never going to lose their teams. It's just uh, so unfair. And it's only 32, 32 teams, you know, and it's so many cities and, you know, I feel bad for Oakland. They lost the Raiders. But anyway, I feel bad for everybody, right? But mostly just Josh Allen. I still feel really bad for That was one of the best performances I've ever seen. I've never seen two teams slug it out like that. And and maybe if I have, it's been a really long time. That was incredible. 
And I and and in suspenseful, I think one of the last suspenseful games where I was emotionally invested was uh, uh, the NFC Championship, the NFC title game in '99, 99-2000, when uh, the Rams had to beat Tampa, and it was just a nail biter. And Ricky Pearl got a touchdown in the corner, and it was huge. That was huge for us because we hadn't had winning football here ever. <laughs> so, anyway. But, yeah, kudos to Jason Bateman. I feel bad for Josh Allen. Those are the things I was thinking about this morning. And, you know, I just want to make a little note. I know that uh, however we got here to America, you know, was challenging. Whether you're black and your family members were enslaved, whether they came over on the Mayflower, whether they were early settlers, because the myth is that, you know, getting here on your own volition made it easier. And it wasn't easy. So that's not true. Listen, slavery sucks. Nobody should be subjugated and kidnapped and brought to a foreign land. That's dead-ass wrong. But that doesn't mean that if you came here on your own volition, you had it easy. Because you didn't. I watched this thing on the Pilgrims, and it was like, whoa. And I'm not trying to get into an argument about who had it worse and, and anything like that. I am trying to say that if you're alive today, your genes someone in your bloodline was strong as hell because I'm telling you the things that we have survived as humans to get here and I don't know if it'll play like that in the future when people read about COVID um but you know to survive is a is an amazing thing and we're all survivors no matter how you got here if you're alive somebody in your gene pool and your bloodline was like, nah, we are going to make it. That is the human instinct. And COVID is strange. I went to a restaurant yesterday where they actually really did check your vaccination card, which was great. They're like, if you're going to eat in here, we need to know you're vaccinated. I'm going to cough. Hold on. (coughs) Excuse me. And I was fine with that. It's incredible. Uh, a lot of people threaten it, but they don't follow through. But they're, you know, as you're paying, she's like, I need to see that card. It's like, cool. Um, but, you know, I don't know if how history will tell the story of COVID, but um, the reality is we are surviving something. And there are there are hundreds upon thousands of people who will not be able to tell the story of how they survived COVID because they didn't. And while it seems kind of ridiculous and silly the way we're playing it out right now, Because to me, if you're not wearing a mask, it's the equivalent of saying, hey, I don't believe condoms stop AIDS, so I just refuse to wear one. And there were people who probably did that at the height height of the AIDS epidemic because there were many, many, many years before any kind of medical cocktail worked. There are thousands upon thousands of people who just died from this disease, and it was scary. You know, people just looked like death and like I said now it's weird because there's all these commercials about people living with HIV and they're just walking and bopping along well 40 years ago it wasn't like that and I don't know the way history will tell the COVID tale but all I'm saying is we need to be proud that we're still here that we're strong that we're surviving and not just through COVID but if you're alive today 
your somebody in your bloodline was strong and they wanted to see you here. So when people talk about their ancestors, think about that. We need to be better because there are a lot of people who lived in a in much, much, much harsher circumstances it, to make sure that we got here. So that's about all I want to say about that. All right, fam, be good, be blessed, stay strong, please stay healthy. I'm wearing masks. I hope you still are. And I feel like I'm going to forever naturally social distance because that's just who I am. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are the best. Continue to like, forward, save, share, subscribe, all of that. Uh, Yeah, we appreciate you. All right. Talk later.